The Church of Shi'ar Jeshub Christian Tabernacle in Madison, Connecticut welcomes you to this broadcast of Shi'ar Jeshub, which is Hebrew for a remnant shall return. Hi, I'm Patty Scalzo. We will be picking up the sermon on 1 Samuel chapter 13, which my husband, Pastor Greg Scalzo, preached as part of a series on heavenly authority. When we left off last time, we saw how Saul, driven by the Israelites' fear of the Philistines, offered an unlawful sacrifice. He did not wait for Samuel as he was instructed to do, but assumed a position of authority as priest, which God had not granted to him. Now, here is Pastor Greg with the conclusion of the Sunday message. Samuel says in chapter 13 of 1 Samuel, verse 13, after Saul says, I felt compelled, Samuel said to Saul, you have done foolishly, foolishly. You have not kept the commandment of the Lord your God, which he commanded you. For now the Lord would have established your kingdom over Israel forever. For now the Lord would have established your kingdom over Israel forever. It's foolishness. He could have had his household established, but he did foolishly. He feels like offered a sacrifice. I needed to go out to battle with a sacrifice. And too often people feel if I give up, if I sacrifice, if I deny myself, if I offer, that takes care of everything. That satisfies everything. But what God wants is a man and a woman after his own heart, someone that's obedient. Now, part of obedience can be sacrifice. Part of obedience can be denying oneself, giving, doing. But how many times in Christian history have people given things up, but they weren't obedient unto God? They could have been the worst criminals or whatever, but they donate a lot of money to the church as though they can buy their way to heaven. To obey is better than sacrifice. We're going to see Samuel in weeks to come tell Saul that. Sacrifice is good when it's part of obedience. But sacrifice alone with disobedience is foolishness. Saul, it was more important that Saul was obedient to what God wanted. It's obedience that God wants. He's looking for people who are truly his, who listen and who do, not just as a ritual or superstition, but who desire to do the will of the Lord. And under the new covenant, we're told that Jesus is the way and the truth and the life, and no one goes to the Father except in him. And the obedience is to believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. And maybe someone listening to the sermon You've sacrificed, you've done things that you felt made you a good person, but you haven't been obedient to God in accepting Jesus Christ as your Savior. To obey is better than sacrifice. And God wants you to be obedient and come to his son and receive his gift of salvation. Saul went beyond the limits of his authority and he loses the kingdom as a result. Verse 14, Samuel says, But now your kingdom shall not continue. Had you obeyed, 
it would have continued forever. But you acted foolishly, now your kingdom shall not continue. The Lord has sought for himself a man after his own heart. And the Lord has commanded him to be commander over his people. Because you have not kept what the Lord commanded you. He was not obedient. He did not keep what the Lord commanded him. He did not keep the written word in Deuteronomy chapter 17. He did not keep the utterance from God given through the prophet Samuel. And so he loses the kingdom. God is looking for a man after his own heart. And that prophecy in the short term obviously speaks about David, that God will establish David in Saul's place. But in the long term, in all of history, because, you know, David also was disobedient. And certainly this could have been said to David, though David, when he was confronted with his sin, confessed, repented. But in all long history, who does that statement apply when it says the Lord sought for himself a man after his own heart and the Lord commanded him to be commander over his people? Who is that person in all history? Unto all eternity, it speaks about Jesus of Nazareth. Leaders in the church need to learn from Saul's impatience and his disobedience. There's a character flaw there that many human beings share. It's a dangerous thing to make rash decisions under pressure because of lack of faith. It's true for leaders and it's true for individuals. Let me repeat that. It's dangerous to make rash decisions under pressure. They're certainly under pressure there with those Philistines, right? Because of a lack of faith. Just seeing the situation and letting that Fear spread like a virus is a dangerous thing. Fear and impatience lead to wrong decisions. Fear and impatience and looking just with human eyes leads to disastrous decisions. It leads to sin, disobedience, serious mistakes, and it removes us from the blessings of God. Impatience, fear, looking with the eyes of this world, letting pressure push us into making rash decisions. But the opposite of that is faith, patience. Even in the midst of an overwhelming enemy, that leads to making calm decisions, seeking the face of God, obedient even when it's difficult to be obedient. And it unleashes the power of God into the problem into the situation that can part the Red Seas, that can bring down the walls of Jericho, that can deal mightily with the Philistines. Because when you're patient and you're calm, then you begin to enter into the presence of God and his voice can be heard. Sometimes it takes fasting and prayer to get into that place where we can be peaceful even when there's chaos around us. You have not kept what the Lord commanded you. Then Samuel rose and went up from Gilgal to Gibeah of Benjamin. And Saul numbered the people present with him, about 600 men. So of all the trumpet blasts in Israel, the Philistines, the enemy, and this happens in the world, they can get the troops out. They can get the chariots out. And they can get innumerable number of peoples out like the sand and the seas. 
And who of God's people stays standing? There's only 600 left with Saul, and they're trembling. And many times the church is like that. We're trembling. There was one who had the armies of the world, the power of the world arrayed against him. The institution, the religious institutions arrayed against him. He was left, not one, he didn't have 600 left with him. Not one was left standing with him. And all the hosts of Satan were there to attack him and tempt him as he's in agony and pain to cause him to sin. He had not one standing with him. It said in Hebrews 5.8, Though he was a son, yet he learned obedience by the things which he suffered. God, who never needed to be obedient to anyone, total obedience unto the Father. Obedience as a man under God, even unto death. When all had forsaken, when all the pressure around him, when they were calling him evil, a blasphemer, punctured, wounded, crucified, he got the victory. He endured to the end. And it says in Isaiah 30, 18, for the Lord is a God of justice. God is a God of justice. He will not let it go on forever. Remember Jesus gave the parable of the widow before the judge who cried out for justice. How much more will God give justice, he said. The Lord is a God of justice. Blessed are all, this is Isaiah 30, 18. Blessed are all those who wait for him. Who wait for him. And then the beautiful passage later on in Isaiah chapter 40, verse 31. But those who wait on the Lord, wait on him, wait on his power, wait on his salvation, endure, have faith. Those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. And sometimes the walking part is harder than the running. Sometimes the small things, the day-to-day -day things are harder. But the promise is if we wait on the Lord, he mounts us up with wings like eagles. We shall run and not be weary, and we shall walk and not faint. Next time, Lord willing, we'll see how God delivers the Israelites from the Philistine forces. Heavenly Father, we ask that you would make us a people of patience. Lord, we desire first off to know your will so clearly. We ask, Father, that you would give us revelation of your word, your holy scriptures, that we would have understanding of them to know your will. We ask, Father, that we would be anointed with your Holy Spirit, that we would know how to apply your scriptures and hear your still small voice and have your gifts to guide us. Father, we pray that you would give us eyes to see not as the world sees, but heavenly eyes, Lord God, to look toward you and not forget your salvation, to be calm and patient and wait, to wait upon you for your deliverance in each and every situation, that we would not do wrong, that we would not make mistakes, that we would not sin against you, Heavenly Father, that we would wait for your great power, 
that we would hear the trumpet, let all the Hebrews hear, that we would stand as pillars of faith as we wait patiently for your deliverance, that we might rise up as a body on the wings of eagles. Father God, that we might attain to that day where we will rise up literally to meet your Son in the clouds. And in his name we pray, in Jesus' name, amen. You have been listening to the teaching ministry of Greg Scalzo, pastor of Shear Jeshub Christian Tabernacle of Madison, Connecticut. I know that it is difficult in today's fast-paced world to take time to write, but if you could drop us a postcard, your words of encouragement are most appreciated. Our address is Shear Jashub Christian Tabernacle, Post Office Box 518, Branford, Connecticut, 06405. That address again is Shear Jashub Christian Tabernacle, Post Office Box 518, Branford, Connecticut, 06405. Sunday service for Shear Jashub Christian Tabernacle is held in Madison, Connecticut at the Madison Memorial Town Hall on Meeting House Lane in Madison. Take I-95 to exit 61. Go south to Route 1. Turn right, and at the next light, turn right again. We are in the upper room of the yellow and white brick building. If you will be in the Madison, Connecticut area, we welcome you to join us for worship, prayer, the Lord's Supper, and study in God's holy word. May the Lord keep you safe in his blessed hands, as with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, you serve him.